Welcome back to the Fear and Beer Podcast, where we discuss all things Halloween Horror Nights, horror movies, and just a little bit of beer. So kill the lights, grab a cold one, and join us as we dive into this mad world we love. I'm Nick. I'm Seamus. And I'm Jamie. Like scary movies. Uh-huh. Here's Johnny. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. You miss me. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? As a reminder to all listening, if you want to help us to continue growing as a podcast, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on whichever streaming platform you use. To stay up to date with us and all of our episodes, be sure to follow all of our socials. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Fear and Beer Pod. Feel free to reach out to us. We love to interact with you all. We are just three weeks, that's right, three weeks away from our beloved event, Halloween Horror Nights. We are closing in. We are almost there. It's already halfway August, August 11th. We're pretty much all the way through August at this point. Christ, we're we're moving right along through this month. Thought it was going to be a little bit more of a drag, but I think with all the announcements dumping out, stuff slowly coming out day by day by day, it's making the time go by a little bit faster. So we are going to be talking about a couple things tonight. We originally were going to be talking kind of strictly about the scare zones, the expectations. Obviously, there's been frequent updates, some stuff coming out into the park, so we can kind of hit on that. But the coverage of the Taste of Terror popped out today, so we got a lot of food items. We got some drink items, so we didn't actually go and experience this, but we saw everyone posting about it. So we are going to be going through some of the items that were found there and sort of our expectations, because there it seemingly is high. I've heard nothing but good things so far about all these little tasty, delectable treats we're going to be shoving down our faces once we're 16 beers deep. <laughs> but let's just jump right in, I guess. That's that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. So before we get into that, let's get into some beers. I got a funky one. This one is called Hex Marks the Spot. This is from Drecker Brewing Company out of Fargo, North Dakota. I feel like, I feel like we've had Drecker before, Seamus. We have. Uh, I don't know what specifically, but we've had them before. They're not like, um, they're not like a macro. Like they're still a craft beer, but craft brewery. But they're one of like the heavier distributors, so you can get them pretty much everywhere. But we have had them before. They um, I think they make a. I forget what the hell it's called, but it's like a Viking. It's got like a Viking on it or something like that. Or maybe that's their brewery logo. But we've definitely had them before. That's for sure. Yeah, I, just saying Fargo, North Dakota. I was like, how many how many breweries <laughs> do we have access to <laughs> that are in that location? So this one definitely definitely sparked a little memory. But this is a New England hazy IPA. This is brewed with a bunch of wheats, bunch of oats, and it is hopped with just the right amount of galaxy and strata. So it's got some dank tropical notes. They say it's got notes of bubblegum, grapefruit, orange and pineapple i really wasn't expecting that (laughs) but i guess we'll we'll find out what this thing tastes like uh jamie what are you drinking tonight so i am drinking something from hidden springs ale works over in tampa which we all love it is i didn't even know that was it i know i was looking at the side of the can and i was like huh hidden springs but um nick picked this up at half barrel project over here but um this is brondo the thirst mutilator it's a sports drink sour ale from hidden springs and 
I'm really interested to see how this is going to be because it doesn't say that it has any like flavors added to it or any like fruit notes or anything like that. So interested to see if it's going to be more of that ale tasting than a sour, I guess, more like beery, which I'm usually not into, but we'll see. Hmm. I'm going to crack mine open. I forgot to get a glass, so I'm going to kind of do my little one sniff through just through the little. (laughs) I got a glass this time. I'm definitely getting some pineapple right off the nose. So that's interesting because when I saw it, I was like, okay, and this looks pretty, it's an IPA. I wasn't expecting any fruity notes in there, but who knows? Let's, let's jump in and see what this beer tastes like. It's actually refreshing. It's a, I, that's weird. I haven't had many fruity, hazy IPAs. <laughs> It's very, very interesting. I'm going to have to more take of like a, a session beer. Going to have to take a picture of this one to post it. I said I was going to last time too, but this is a definitely the sports drink inspired. It's a bright lime green. <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds about right. So while we jump into these beers, let's kind of go around, I guess, and talk about some of the stuff that's popped up inside the parks. Because we started to see some food booths pop up. We have a what's going to be seemingly a Surfer Boy Pizza little location. We have a little cabin that seems to be themed after our beloved Yeti. We have a Chucky booth, which is, I think, the same exact booth that they had last year. And then there's this other one that looks very disco-y, 70s-ish style stuff there. But I think those are the four booths that have been posted up so far. And I'm sure we're going to kind of guess where these different food items are going to be pushed out from once we go into those a little bit later. But there's been a couple other updates. I can't remember what we have hit upon as of last week, but the Jungle Zone has gotten some friends. Seamus, I'm sure you'll hate this. (laughs) There have been giant spiders added to the Jungle Zone. Creepy crawlies. It's okay, they're big. Big, big, big yeah. ones don't bother me. It's <laughs> They're the noticeable. Tiny ones that... Yeah, seemingly, I think, from the Bugs house. That would be my best bet. But they are up. They have some cobwebs around them. There's some bats. They also put out some new like boxes, some oil cans, some just little decor. And then the one that's gotten probably the most updated is Oddfellows. The scare zone up front has started to seemingly take shape. There's a little like caravan like a little mobile circus hut whatever those things are stage called coach? yeah yeah exactly stagecoach <laughs> and it's got a little stage out in front of it and there are some boxes some luggage trunks stuff like that so it does seem like that's going to be the stage where odd fellow is kind of welcoming you to the park and stuff like that so that's what we got for updates inside the park i think there have been some more boxes added to the shipyard 32 area there's been some like cages and those weird like futuristic tube box things i don't i don't really fully understand (laughs) those ones and what's going to be inside that thing but i think it's more or less just a big fog machine so we're here for it so let's get into the food first let's do food and then we'll kind of hit upon our scare zone expectations to a little perfect to a degree uh, Taste of Terror. So we've mentioned this last week. This is a little food preview. It is priced or it was priced at 
That has now dropped. It is now $135.99, so they took $20 off the top. And I believe with the discount, it is right around $115. So it's slowly getting into like, okay, I mean, I think it's two hours, all you can eat, all you can drink. So it's it's getting a little bit more reasonable. I think we all agreed that that price range was a little too rich. They're probably seeing that on the back end now that maybe up front, all the people that wanted to get it on like day one, like we talked about everyone was covering this that went and that seemed like what it was primarily aimed at was the the foodie bloggers the the other bloggers for i mean it's for the event essentially we just didn't really feel the need to be there day one but i would assume that after day one there was a a drop off because it was really like day one you're the first people to talk about it and then after day two it's like all right is there general public going to be coming to this I would seemingly guess not as much as they had anticipated based on the fact that they dropped the price. So we kind of, we kind of saw that coming a little bit. So let's get into the food. The first item and thank you to (laughs) a bunch of people posted about it, but I'm on the Orlando informer website because they have it all in an actual blog so i can just kind of go one by one with this make it a little bit easier for myself but this is the surfer boy french hawaiian french bread pizza it has crispy has crispy spam pineapple jalapeno scallions (laughs) and mozzarella this is also there also is a vegan option with a vegan sausage crumble and vegan mozzarella thank god i did not notice the spam i figured it'd be like a Hawaiian was, style pizza. If it was just there. spam, it'd be one thing. But I think that's a fun combo. Add pineapple to it. But I mean, this is the the pizza that um, Franz and I would not like. That <laughs> no, no, not at all. That is uh, the pizza that Argyle, I guess, mentions in the the series. That's the the ingredients: the jalapenos and the the pineapple. And mm-hmm. sounds like a something I will probably. I mean, I'm going to try most of these, but. Interesting combo. I'm curious how the sweet and spice works, but I guess it works in margaritas. You can get like a spicy oh, pineapple I mean, margarita, but it's a Hawaiian pizza with spam on it. Yeah, yeah. If you Substitute. think about it, elevated. Yeah, it is. Instead of ham and Hawaiian, it's, uh, it's like, ham and pineapple. It's spam and pineapple. It's super Hawaiian using the spam. That's like mm-hmm. <laughs> very salty. Mm. Next one I'm pretty excited about is a walking taco. So they're using Fritos chips, and they're going to top it off with taco beef, shredded mozzarella, black bean, queso, pico, shredded lettuce, sour cream, and cilantro. And again, this does have a vegan option as well. It is a vegan chorizo, and then all the other all the other things. So it's coming in little bags, which is nice. I, tacos can get messy. That I, I would still eat them regardless, but an interesting take on it. I I'm a big fan of the walking taco trend. It's I like it with Doritos, but sure, Fritos, I guess, will work just the just the same. Well, this one looks pretty. These next two are interesting. This one is the left behind ravioli. This is seemingly I don't know if they're going to serve it like this at the event, but I don't think so. That's what I was in the in the picture. It's served in a Fedra food ration can. And it's got like little mushroomy things sticking out of it. But this is a mini cheese ravioli with marinara, truffle cream, 
and tempura fried gnocchi mushrooms. So hmm. yum. Interesting. It looks really cool. I, I hope it gets served in the game. I wouldn't I don't know. I mean you never know. Maybe I mean, it, it does. Could one, it could be a what do you call it? Like a um I mean collectors it, yeah like a collector's edition or something like that maybe you like could like buy it separately can. yeah I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if it would be like every single one comes in it but i'm sure if it's like a it's done up to look like something from the last of us i don't see why they wouldn't do it yeah i i think it looks really cool i do like that they are just heavy i mean we, we're definitely getting spoiled right these last couple of years we've seen a huge upgrade in food and theming and this is just it's hitting everything we would want at this point. And it's fun to see each year how we're going to adapt whatever IPs and like turn food from them as well. So this one, boy, oh boy, <laughs> this is going to do severe damage. This is the peanut bluter burger. Ugh. It, it is a sounds bad. <laughs> It is a smash burger with peanut butter sauce, raspberry jelly, cheddar cheese, shaved onions, jalapeno, bacon, (laughs) and cherry peppers on a vampire bun. Oh, you're trying. Oh, my God. It is a chucky one. It is a red burger bun. And it's got like black char on the top of it. It's like when Burger King is a Spider-Man burger. (laughs) Oh, asking, my you're asking for God. You're going to have insomnia. Like, you know, I hope that shit. I hope everybody is best friends with a plumber because oh you're going to have to call them at 7 so a.m. the morning <laughs> after to flush your pipes because this thing <laughs> is going to it's gonna do flush your pipes. Damage. <laughs> this is it's like putting Drano down your down your sink. Just I should do a contest pipes. one night and see how many of these I can eat. No, no, no. <laughs> no I have to step in. <laughs> no. I'm going to throw a yellow flag on that one. <laughs> can I get five of these burgers down before severely destroying my insides? Oh God! Violently. So we're starting a so we're starting a um a donation page for Nick's uh, to buy to buy new pants surgery when he does this. <laughs> Uh, all right well this one i think seamus is going to be really in on this is a burnt ends poutine yeah buddy your burnt ends are back to an extent uh crispy fries topped with beefless burnt ends gravy vegan cheese and scallions oh my god it sounds amazing poutine is already amazing but like adding burnt ends to it it's mm, vegan yeah Yeah, this one's vegan there's another option too Mm -hmm. Um, well, hold on a minute. Burnt ends. How how is it vegan if there's burnt ends in it? Oh, they do it. Be- up, oh, beefless, beefless. Oh, burnt yeah. ends. beefless burnt yeah. ends. But still, Ooh, I'd give it a I'm shot. Still interested? Yeah, I'd give it a I'll, shot. You know, I'll be trying it. So I'd probably the... get it with without the vegan cheese. I feel like vegan cheese is just hard. It's hard to replicate cheese. Like burnt ends. Like it I've is. never really some... tried it, so I don't know. I couldn't tell you. But I mean, I have had like vegan meats before. Well, vegan meats, quote unquote before and it and they they do generally do a pretty good job and you you know you wouldn't even know a difference so yeah. i'm i'm willing to try it yeah I like the, the cheese is the vegan cheese is what usually does it for me uh so the next one is also a poutine this is a bloody campground poutine so crispy fried topped with asian inspired gravy it is roasted pork 
cheese curds, scallions, and crispy <laughs> fries. So that's kind of the yep. non-vegan version. Uh, yeah, assuming, that's the Seamus version yeah, right there. Assuming both of these are coming from that Yeti-inspired food booth that's... So I think it's towards the front, maybe? We've discovered the, the, the meal item that I'll be eating every night I go. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. All righty, then. All right. <laughs> the next one also comes in a cool little serving thing. Again, I, we obviously can't confirm that this is what it will be served in until the event actually gets going, but this is fried till the end chicken. This is probably what's going to do me in. Fried popcorn chicken tossed in Nashville hot sauce. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> drizzled with the ranch and topped with scallions and chili threads. And it's served in like a little popcorn bucket, like a like a little retro movie theater yeah, yeah, popcorn. Yeah. That's cool. Um yeah, that's got me written all over. That'll be Nashville a that'll, hot. that'll be a that'll be a one at least a try once type mm-hmm. deal. Their Nashville hot is so hot for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I found that out the hard way. Um <laughs> when you had the Nashville hot mac and cheese. Yeah. No. Oh my not God. great. Not the a great idea on my part. <laughs> and I just took like yeah. a little taste of the sauce. I, I think it burnt off like <laughs> all the surrounding hair around my mouth as it was going in. Singed it off. It's yeah. It's like you take a bite and your just eyes start to instantly water. It's like, oh, what am I doing? I'm punishing myself for no reason. But so then you have to keep it. eating it. <laughs> right. So if they use the same recipe, you're fair warned. It's very spicy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they will. And I'm sure I'll <laughs> still get it. And I'll eat like three bites. And be like, oh, why the fuck did I do this to myself? <laughs> uh, so now we're sort of into the like the the treats, I guess. A little dessert. So there's a Hellfire mini cake, which looks really cool. It, it looks, we'll go into it first. So it is a layered chocolate cake with mango cayenne filling and topped with a chocolate guitar oh that sounds good so it, it comes it's like a little looks like a little clear plastic glass it's got the hellfire club logo sticker on the front of it it is layered it is like black and red layered cake it's got a little chocolate guitar at the top and it looks like the maybe icing to look like a little fire pretty cool pretty interested to see that one mm-hmm. we have the uh pumpkin de leche puff it is a filled puff topped with a whipped ganache, pumpkin seeds, and gold accents. That's pretty cool. That's that's up my alley right there for, for sweets. It looks like it's small, too, so a quick little three-biter. That'll kind of hit the sweet spot for you. <laughs> there is a bloody snowball. It is a chocolate cake with marshmallow buttercream and obviously coconut, but it's got a little red like tint to it to give it that little bloody snowball. But what's... I, I mean, I get it. I get the snowball thing, but I'm just trying to think of any tie-in for snow. Maybe when they were in Russia in Stranger Things? I don't know. Oh, maybe. Yeah, could be, I guess. Mm. But snowball, you're talking like coconut snowballs? or Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. When are you bringing back my (laughs) pumpkin donuts, though? Like, what the hell? Come on now. I don't think those were good. They're definitely elevating. Um, next up is a trick or treat bucket. It is a chocolate chip creme brulee topped with peanut butter, butter cream, oh god, caramel popcorn, candy corn, M and M's, Reese's, oh Pee-Pee, let's go, and yep. licorice strip. Looks pretty tasty. You can have this the licorice strip. <laughs> see, see, everyone talks about like you know the holidays, like Christmas and Thanksgiving being the time where you put on a bunch of pounds. You know. 
no, it's the two months of HHN that makes Seamus gain 30 pounds. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then right into Thanksgiving and right into Christmas. And yeah. Then, that's why then I, I'm fucked for springtime. Yeah. <laughs> what do they call um, it? Like and, some, su- summer, summer, uh, summer bud. Yeah. I don't have one of those. Yeah. Non-existent. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, doesn't exist anymore. And the last little food item that I could find is the Oreo mummy pop. It is a Oreo cheesecake pop with little candy eyes. It is what you think it is. It's like a little cake pop, essentially, with that looks like a mummy. So that's what they got for the food. I don't think. Yeah, that's pretty much all I could find uh, for food. Now, I think this is just a, a, a semi-preview. I don't think that this is everything. I think that there's probably going to be some more items that we we don't have on there that we will see, but... What do we think about the food options so far? I'm actually pretty excited. I'm excited. Um, I mean, I was excited last year, but I think that they're they're getting better every year with offering different, yeah, yeah, different themed varieties. It's not like the same shit everywhere, which is nice. Um, so they definitely have hit on something. I, I, I just hope that maybe they add some additional things that we haven't seen yet because it doesn't seem like it's as big a menu as it was last year um they haven't know, announced I, any like the chucky food either which they yeah usually, so i have uh, a feeling that we, they've probably only seen so many things you probably haven't seen the entire menu yet and i would assume that this like pre-event thing is only going to give them so many things so yeah we'll see i mean i'm excited i i, I wish they would give us just like a normal burger not covering yeah. it in fucking like hot sauce and peppers and <laughs> jelly and shit, but you know it's fine. Peanut Whatever. butter and jalapeno. I mean, seriously, it's like, just give me just. Give, I'm not asking for like a basic cheeseburger, but like give me something a little less, like you know, anal destroying. Yeah, can it's, I get that burger with nothing on it <laughs> except cheese? You have cheese. Got it. Perfect. Um, they also had some drinks out there, so we'll kind of go through these one by one. No, no real order. Uh, there is. A really cool one. It's called. It's their exclusive partnership. I don't. It is partnered with uh, Claffy's cocktails. Never heard of them, but it's called Orange Death. Comes in a can, and it is a combination of vodka, orange, and cranberry. So it's like a mixed cocktail that's already batched. It's in like cans. a screwdriver. Yeah, right? well, something like that. Uh, yeah, screwdrivers, orange, and vodka. Oh, I forget what that is either. Like a. Babies or something like that but yeah looks pretty cool uh the logo is a eyeball in a martini glass the eyeball serving mm. as the olive so and that's cool like, that they have like a partnership yeah yeah so, cool. you, so it's a partnership with like a drink brand or something yeah claffy's cocktails never i've never oh. heard of them but they're probably like a well batch i mean fan mm, thing maybe they're gonna have you know that and maybe a couple other specific cocktails to serve at like the club dancey thing that they're planning or you know having like you know some more specific specific drinks than That's just what I was thinking. like yeah instead of just like having like here's your pumpkin beer here's this beer here's that beer but we're gonna have some actual like you know spe- like some specified cocktails or prepared cocktails specifically for the event i don't know yeah, because I, I feel I'm, like the last couple of years, like the mixed drinks have kind of been like existing drinks, um, but not really like specific to the events. So maybe that's what they're that's what they're going for. Yeah, I think it's definitely. Again, I think this is just a preview. I think we'll we'll get a lot more. Um, the vending canned beverages. We are getting the lacto cooler back from Voodoo yeah, Brewing. Of course, we are. <laughs> 
<laughs> the true. Did you not like that one? Uh, I, no, it's not. Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't my favorite. I mean, it wasn't wasn't bad, but like for if, if I'm gonna pay like eleven, twelve dollars for, oh, I don't need how much it was. It, was, it wasn't like probably around there for a craft drink. I'd rather something different, but yeah. you know, I, I I get why they have it. I mean, it's it's specifically like like designed <laughs> for this perfect yeah, theme for the for the event. So. I get why they do it, and it's it, and nothing wrong with it. I just can't. I mean, I can't drink a million of them. Like I might no, have I, one, yeah. and that's it. I enjoy them, but I can't have multiples. Like I can't have three or four of these things. I I, I will usually have one to either kickstart or end the night. I really don't throw them in in between. But they're they're good. I do enjoy it. I think it's fun. I'm glad they're bringing it back. But it's for me a limited style drink. Um, they are also going to have Trulies. Now this one's new. This is a Kraken Black Spiced Rum and Coke. So it's Ooh. a canned up rum and, co- rum and Coke from Kraken, which is pretty yeah. cool. I'll probably very nice. That sounds pretty good. I like I like my rum and coke, so convenient that it's in a can, which is nice. Just don't get caught having to chug too many of those before you go into the house. Right. <laughs> um they put Miller Light on here. I don't know why. It's such a basic beer. Um and then they have original sin coming back, but this is Whoa. a different one. This is Crimson Chaos Cider, um, but it is New York apples, and it has a chaotic blend of berries and cherries. So another fruity cider style. Excited for that one. Sin. Yeah, that one looks cool. Interesting. I know you like Original Sin. Yeah, they have really good stuff. I haven't tried this one specifically, though, so. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm going through all my pictures to find which ones are back. Um, they have a new punch style drink it's called surfer boy tropical dream punch it's cruzan rum orange juice pineapple juice lime passion fruit and grapefruit juice with vanilla bean yeah. um i don't know how i feel about i'm never a big cocktail guy i'll usually try like something once but i'm not often going back for the cocktails when they're batched at such a level that they are and they need to be i totally get it but I'm not a huge car. I'd rather just grab my beer. That's that's kind of my thing. Uh, they're bringing ghoul juice back. I believe this was there last year. This Myers dark rum, cherry brandy, simple syrup, mango nectar, lime juice, Dale DeGroff's pimento bitters, and another bitters. I can't read that company's name. I'm not even going to try, but it's another form of bitters. Um, yeah, I'm not a big brandy guy, so... No, yeah, I, I think we tried the ghoul juice a little bit last year. Wasn't really my thing. Yeah, I won't. The thing is, I don't drink enough mixed drinks to to buy them. Like if someone gets one and I take a, you know, a sip of it, that's one thing. But I don't want to buy a drink and then <laughs> and then not drink it. So yeah, no, I usually I'm a, I'm just kind of stick to my beer like you do. I usually try them yeah. for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I'll, and I'll, I'll I'll have a little sip and then that's kind of enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um. Electric Death, I believe this was their last year as well. Um, it's New Amsterdam gin, blue curacao, lime juice, vanilla bean, simple syrup, pineapple juice, and the bitters as well. Again, another kind of big batch style drink. Yeah. Uh, this one's interesting. It's called Salt Lake City Coffee. So this is going to be, I think, Last of Us themed. Um, but it's coffee, espresso liquor, Cruzan rum, vanilla vanilla bean. They put the vanilla bean in everything. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, smoked sea salt and smoked bitters. So like that's smoked, a good, yeah, a good uh, midnight drink. Get you to get you through. That's like a that's like a power through the last couple of hours drink. Yeah, 
that's where I will be going for a lot of that towards the end of the night. But that's that's all I could find for the drinks. Seems like the familiar ones are back and we're we're getting a couple new spins on things. So interesting. I don't think again, I'm, I'm they're not going to run this event without a pumpkin or a fall themed beer. They're not going to have no IPAs. Uh, I know there was some concerns about that. Someone was talking about that on our Twitter. And I was like, I don't I can't see them doing this event. No, they'll have oh, a yam beer. Yeah. And the, the, I feel like they always do the uh, Voodoo Ranger IPA. Nice and yep. kind of in the middle. Not super, super crazy hoppy, but it's it's a good like consumer IPA, I guess. It's the best way to, to define that. But yeah, that's what we got for drinks. So not as much as the food, obviously. Interested. I mean, if they keep dropping this thing's price, then maybe I'll go check it out one day. But I know it does look yeah. kind of cool. I mean, I'm not going to rush there for anything more than like, mm, like 85 bucks, maybe. It's just I, not you still get our discount to on top of it, though, too. Yeah. So with the discount, I think it's 115 right That's now, terrible. Um, which isn't terrible. But again, I'm going to be eating a lot of these in three weeks. So, <laughs> yeah, I do. I need to rush out and go sample a bunch of this stuff and eh, probably not because I'm going to buy it anyways at the event regardless. So. Even if I went to this thing, I'd probably still buy the other stuff. Um, I just realized, too, what I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss that uh, popcorn custard from last year. I love that. You loved that weird little thing. <laughs> loved it. I loved it. I forgot just about being, that. Yeah, I, I, I remembered it when I was talking about like the uh, little desserts, but I'm going to miss that thing. That was like it's my go-to finish the night. I remember I was, dog. Oh, yeah, I just I felt like such a raccoon because I remember like three times I think I was just kind of by myself on some nights and on like three different occasions, I'm just like shoving my face like in the corner, like above a trash can. And then somebody I know runs into me. I'm like, oh, God, don't don't eat. Don't look at me. Don't I'm in my shame me. corner. I'm eating my fucking custard. <laughs> like a goddamn raccoon over the trash. Just like trying to discard it as soon as I'm done with it. Just nobody look at me. Nobody look at me. Um. So yeah, so that's our food and drink. Thanks to everybody that went and posted all that stuff because that was a nice little insight as to some of the stuff that we're going to be getting. Um, well, let's get into the scare zones a little bit. We we kind of briefly touched on these to an extent last week or yeah, when we had our big announcement day. Um, but let's kind of go into these and what we sort of expect from them. We don't have to do rankings or anything like that, but just a simple expectation i guess um so let's just kick it off at the front with dr Oddfellow's collection of horror so we got that little uh coach wagon or stage wagon or whatever you called it earlier jamie stage coach stage coach yeah it's that that that's the thing um i really don't think there's much expectation i just i feel like this zone i feel like the last good zone up there was an arcade I feel like everything since then has been such a, and they referred to it as such on the Discovery Universe podcast as a, a table of contents, which it, it truly has been. And even with Anarchade, it was to an extent, but it felt like its own zone. And I, I do just get bummed out when they like, it does feel like four zones plus this one with bits and pieces from all the other zones. So I'm hoping that, a speaking role of Dr. Oddfellow is enough to make it stand out a little bit more. But when it becomes just a, oh, like last year, it's like, oh, here's a witch from Sweets and here's the the little 
cat girl from sweets. And then here's a, Oh, you know, people from conjure the dark. And here's some people from graveyard. It was just like, ah, I don't even need to go through it. I mean, the other scare zones are great. Just give me, I feel greedy, but give me an actual fifth scare zone versus this just introduction to the, what you're going to see. I don't know. What, what do you guys expect from this one? Or what do you, do you have different thoughts than that? Or what are we, what are we going for? No, I think you're right. I think it's just going to be a combination of like the entire event for, for the most part. Um, maybe hide some of like the, you know, you know how they're going to hide him in like plain sight, each of the other scare zones, maybe like put something in there that kind of doesn't give it away, but like, things to look for. Um, I'm not even sure you're going to get a speaking role. I think, he, I think he'll be walking around. You'll have different versions of him walking around. Um, but I don't know it, that, that, that whole, that, that whole area is just so hard to, to make it work for, you know, a, as a scare zone, it's more of like a welcome zone more than anything else. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like a, yeah. no, I agree. Gets you kind of, amped up lasers this the, the fog the lights the music just to get you kind of like in the mood and then you know you're kind of off and running at that point but i don't think we're going to get anything crazy but i i would think that probably just going to see most of the <clears throat> references to the other scare zones yeah i mean i hope it's not going to be like that i hope it's a little different and maybe just like characters based from his like timeline and stuff like that but i feel like it is kind of hard to make that section as immersive with all the minion stuff right there and they don't really put up as many like it's kind of like walled in but not in the sense of how they could do in the scare zones with different props and stuff i mean last year and they have the overhang scaffolding and stuff like that but i'm only intrigued for the fact that i don't really know what to expect from it so i'm kind of hoping that i'll like it but i do feel like that scare zone area usually kind of just gets all the remnants of the other one so kind of on the same page as you guys yeah, so I guess we'll we'll take a little right turn and we'll go to Dark Zodiac. Now this one, like it's it's going to be tough because I have those expectations in my head of all the pictures from the Singapore one. Obviously, I didn't get to go experience that, but just from looking at the pictures of it, I have this expectation. They put this weird spin on it, like Doctor Oddfellow has the dark dimension powers of the Zodiac and whatever. But are you expecting? I guess we can kind of compare the two previous zones that were in that location where we had graveyard, which felt like such a old school scare zone where it was people walking around. There were scares. There was a lot of set pieces. There was a lot of different characters. And then the one before that was lights, camera action, where it was very stage oriented. Now we've seen some staging go up with various, uh, Zodiac signs, almost like very metally looks like metal fab work. Um, so I'm curious, where do you think this, do you think this is going to kind of blend the two? Are we going to stick with the way that it worked so well last year in graveyard where they're just kind of walking around? If they do these costumes as big as an elaborate, as I think, I feel like it's going to be like the character in graveyard that was on the stage. Like you couldn't have him walking through cause it's just too big and too bulky. But what are we, what are the thoughts on dark Zodiac and how this is going to translate into a zone? I think it's going to be a combination of both. I do too. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, I think you're going to have stage, like some like staging areas where, you know, the main, the main beasts or 
bad guys, whatever you want to call them, are going to kind of have their like each their own little area and then kind of mixing in street level with the guests will be like minions like they just, you know, whatever they end up looking like, but like little odd fellow minions or something like that. But I think the main the main creatures will have their own each individual stage. It'll probably be it'll it'll work better than Crypt TV did. It won't feel as like just haphazardly placed, but I think you're going to kind of have that where you'll have the big, big set pieces, but then miniature minions or, or no face or, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, like the, the, the putties from, from Power Rangers, like, oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that type of deal. Like roaming around trying to like scare nameless you. henchmen. I'm curious what the other characters are going to be in this because it's not going to be. I can't imagine it's going to be only big zodiac creatures. Like there, I feel like there's right. got to be some victims. I mean, there's so, twelve zodiacs too, so that's. I was thinking it was going to be very like character heavy if they're going to incorporate all of them, all twelve of them. Yeah, and I'm curious if they'll have all twelve out constantly, or if they'll be like six and six. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's true. They could rotate. Because they'll definitely, obviously, have like cast A, cast B, but you know, I don't. I feel like the big elaborate ones will be split up. So it's like, oh, you got to come back, come check the zone out, see if your zone's out now, your your sign or whatever's out now. That'd be but cool. I feel like there's got to be victims, because even in like like sweets, you have <clears throat> all the the children, the little crazed children. And then you have the the victims, and then you have the, I guess, the hero of the zone, Major Sweets himself, and and. For Mrs. Sweets. Um, but you have a degree, so it's not just like one character. Even in Conjure the Dark, you know, you had all the the demons and goblins and witches, and then you also had the victim. Well, albeit just one, but it's a, a varying degree, so it gives you a little sense of story. So I feel like it's got to have that as well, but I feel like the only victims would be just normal people that they're sucking their Zodiac power out or whatever, however they get their energy. Yeah. But I'm hoping a lot of like, I I picture this one very spacey, like very like purple lights, like starry strobes, like just the lighting in this zone is, I think going to be the make or break for sure. And see, I'm thinking like deep reds, deep purples, like stuff like that, like darker stuff. Yeah. The Royal, Royal colors. I could, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, yeah. Purple, I think will be a prominent one in this one, but I, I just, I picture it like very trippy, like mystical, I guess, but let's move along now to jungle of doom expedition horror. Now we, this one keeps getting more and more stuff added to it. There's that little, there's like a plain tail hanging out there. Now they got vines hanging from all the, the string lighting that they got in there. They got bats, like giant bats hanging. They got the spiders. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like Jamie, this is going to be your zone. So, wanna what are you? What are your expectations on this one then? The more and more, when we went to the park the other day, we only stayed for a couple hours because it was blazing hot out. But it was fun looking at everything. That was our first time getting to look at it all. But um, I'm more and more getting excited for this scare zone, just seeing the different set pieces they're putting up and stuff like that. And I really love that they're more focusing. I think they're going to be more focusing on like the creatures and like the animals and stuff like that because i was really excited to see the bats and seeing the spider now and you'd mentioned before earlier that it looked like the spider from bugs and i was looking back in my pictures and i think i took a picture with it in that house when we did the unmasking the horror tour so i really like when they do little easter eggs like that with um 
from different houses in past years and stuff, but really looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be really cool. Like we've said before, the setting is perfect for it. That Central Park area is just such a good scare zone area. And I feel like I always really like the ones that they have there. Yeah. Are, are there concerns with either of you of the, I guess, reception of the last couple scare zones that have been there? Because it's been, it just gets crowded and it's, it's, We've talked about it many times, and I'm sure we'll always talk about it, but the, the setting of this is by far the best area for a scare zone, but I feel like it also is the easiest one to just kind of wrongfully place items so that way it doesn't make the experience as fun as it possibly could be because it does feel like a house in, in sometimes because it's like, all right, keep moving. Right side goes this way. Left side goes this way. Keep going. It's not a linger. It's not you know, New York city where you kind of just post up on a bench or just kind of walk around and you have space. It's like you walk through one way. And then if you want to walk through again, you have to turn around and go back through it the other way. There's no stopping in this thing. Yeah. It is very, very enclosed. And I think to be honest with you, at least last year, there's too much fog. Like it's, it's good to have fog, but like, I feel like it's almost too much and it's hard to really see anything as it is. Uh, especially on like a on a like a if it if it rained that night and you know the air is like pretty heavy it sits in there and it just like it's hard to see things on the sides because that's where everything is it's along the sides of the scare zone so the fog kind of masks a lot of it so it can kind of ruin the experience just a little bit but um yeah i think that it's just the nature of being enclosed the way it is you're kind of forced to just keep moving you really can't stop. Plus, it's hard to see too. It can get pretty dark in that scare zone. It's hard to like focus on like what's it can. what's going on. I feel like it's probably the only scare zone that I actually get scared in though, and I think it is because of the more thicker fog and the darkness of it, which I like though too. But it is kind of unfortunate with how busy it has been these last couple of years, and it's easier, I guess, for people like us who go often enough to where we've seen it at less peak times when we go for stay and scream and stuff like that so we get to see all the detail in it which is really nice but i have a feeling it'll be like that again this year too which is kind of crappy just because more and more people obviously are getting into it which is great but gonna bring in more crowds too i just wish there was a better i've mentioned it in another episode before there's like a side gate in central park that kind of like loops around i wish they would utilize that somehow and kind of take it out a different entrance just so there was like more space for people just like walking through and not kind of really checking it out but you can't have everything i guess yeah i mean i'm, I'm definitely excited i think those concerns are all valid I, I have the same ones and it's just it is like you obviously like oh i want the darkness i want the fog but like right i want to see the set pieces exactly. i want to see the characters exactly. as well I, which I not everyone can opportunity to see yeah like, no it's random Scarecrow got really dark sometimes yeah like there were there were there were moments like I, I've said before like there were moments where the fog was just right the the light coming from behind the fence worked just what well, just just well enough that it looked eerie and it looked like almost like there was a strange light kind of coming through it really it did it it looked beautiful in some moments but then in other moments it was so obscure or obscured by you know the level of fog and the darkness that it was like you really have no idea what's going on and it's like yeah you can scare me in that situation because you're just a random masked person jumping in <laughs> front of me out of from out from nowhere and that's fine but i can't like i think like nick said i can't 
I can't appreciate the art, the artistry that went into it if I can't see what you built, or <laughs> yeah, see what you yeah. put in there. So I think it's part of like I'm kind of like for me it's a really it's it's a balance that they have to meet and it's hard to meet that balance because you know one I'm constantly looking for where the scares are going to come from. I can't just like shut my brain off and just let it happen. Um, so it's, 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 it's tough. Like you want to probably, you want to stop me from being able to pick pick pinpoint everywhere. They're going to like have people hiding, but at the same time, I want to be able to see, you know, what's going on. So that, I think that, that, that whole area can be hit or miss depending on, you know, on, on, on what's in there. Yeah. And there's a couple times last year where I'm like walking with my hand out just because I can't see anything. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm not trying to touch it. I'm not trying to touch this character, but I'm just trying to not run into people and stuff, too. So just, you know, just keep your distance. I guess I can't just just keep pushing forward. Um, so let's keep walking. We're going to wrap all the way around to San Francisco now. So we are Shipyard 32 Horrors Unhinged. So we're starting to see more set pieces. We're starting to kind of get an idea of what this zone is going to be. And I get a little nervous about this one. I, I like this setting. The setting always works well for something nautical, something peer related and a shipyard fits that as well. So I like that, but I, I'm just concerned that it's again, it's going to be a little hodgepodge best of random characters without like a story other than the fact that, Dr. Oddfellow was shipping creatures somewhere and they broke out of their cargo. I, that's really all I have for the storyline. Now, I, Scare Zones don't need a giant in-depth story, but it's nice when there is one. I really enjoyed Conjure the Dark last year where there was like a stage show and it kind of broke it up a little bit. I don't see how anything show-oriented could be added to the zone. I, maybe they will. Maybe they'll surprise me. But I, I don't know what it would be at this point. So based kind of, I guess on the vagueness and basically the story of just having it being mysterious crates and cages. And it has Dr. Oddfellow's creations, I guess. Does this, I mean, where is this landing for you in anticipation on these zones? Probably my lowest spot. Other than the, entrance the dr odd depending on that one's going to be yeah i see i see a very big comparison between those two because mm-hmm. you know they're seemingly best ofs don't right? really it's have much to go off of either yeah i'm i'm definitely very curious about this zone i can't judge it until we go through it and see what it's actually all about but just from what the information we have now and the set pieces like it's just it's boxes and that's kind of what we're working with so yeah i'm hoping yeah it's really hard to gauge i don't think it's fair to to say that this one's gonna suck (laughs) and i the big blue boxes that you were talking about before i feel like they reminded me of like something that would have been in a hell block that's why i was like that's kind of weird i was like i don't really know how that goes in but who, who knows yeah it's i mean it definitely and it's got like the uh, the cages as well, where there's yeah. going to be a character inside, and it's those like banging cages where you know you slam. They're they're loose enough that you can move, so it's going to make a big banging sound or a noise. So it does feel very Hellblock horror-y. It it does, <laughs> which is concerning because like I'm sure you got plenty of other great ideas. I don't know if they went this route 
because they could tie it to Oddfellow easily, or if they just really had a really good plan and then this is it and we just haven't seen what it's going to turn into yet. I kind of like not knowing though too what we're going to be looking into or getting into. So that's always kind of a nice aspect of it, I guess. Being surprised. I usually, I usually like spoiling things. I always look at sneak peeks and stuff. I never mind spoilers, but it'll be fun to see something that not really have any, um, I know I don't want to say anticipation for, but just don't really know what's going to, what's going to be in it. It's definitely piqued my interest. I'm very intrigued by it, but I'm not like, Oh yes, I can't wait for the the shipyard. (laughs) The boxes are so cool. Yeah, it's interesting because like I, I really have no idea what to expect. So I kind of want to go into this one blind and not look at anything. So I don't really have an opinion as to whether or not I think that it will be, you know, a success or not. But this, I mean, this area tends to work pretty well for a scare zone. So we'll see what happens. I'm kind of hoping that maybe they have some sort of show element to it. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, a little behind the scenes, I guess. Uh, Seamus, you don't really use like our Twitter or Instagram that much, but have you seen any pictures of like scare zone no, updates at all? Yeah, I haven't. Okay. I've been kind of like avoiding it. Yeah, because like I feel like we're all three different degrees of it. Like I'll kind of be like, you don't want to see anything. I'm OK with seeing the pictures and uh, we went to the park on Sunday, but I'm not like a I need to go see these things. I, you know, I've seen pictures. It's fine. It's whatever. And that's kind of part of the part of the gig right now. Like I got to look at everything. Uh, but I have no need to run over and really inspect everything because I do like that little bit of surprise. Mm-hmm. And then Jamie's like just, you know, the five year old that's shaking every single goddamn <laughs> Christmas box trying to guess what's in it. Peeking around, snooping. Yeah. All right. So let's work our way up. We are on our final scare zone now, and that is Vamp 69. Yeah. Summer of Blood. So we got the big old hippie bus out. We got some little tent like structures that look like they could be like merch tables or like little rest stations. Uh, you have the big stage set up. You got some instruments and rugs and all kinds of stuff making its way out into this zone. This has a lot to live up to. It's got the theme. It's got the history of two scare zones behind it that are well received. It's a fan favorite amongst the entire community. So this this is a very it's it's such a tricky thing right it's like when you put out the the newest trilogy of star wars where it's like is it gonna live up to the expectations we'll see so what do you think about that or do you think this is something that will live up to pass or like exceed expectations or is it going to underperform a little bit you think Uh, i think it's going to exceed my expectations (laughs) yeah i I think you have to if if you if you look at it in that way, I don't think it's going to meet what you what what you're expecting. I think that if you look at them in very different ways and say, you know, Vamp 55 was this, Vamp 85 was this and now Vamp 69 is going to be this. I think that if you look at take them, take them for each of like their own and not try to be like, well, you know, is this one going to be as good or better than the others? Because. If, at the end of the day, it's just you're taking a, a, an era in time and saying now there's vampires, so it's really hard to like say you know one will be better than the other. Um, so I don't know. I I I don't have anything to look back on though. So I haven't done either one of the other two, so I don't really know what to compare it to. Um, so for me, it's going to be hard to just look past the fact that it's Woodstock with vampires, but. <laughs> 
you know, I'm sure they'll do a good job with it. I don't, I don't think, I don't think that it's going to be bad by any sense, but, but by any stretch, but you know, it's, I get, I really can't tell you whether I think that it's going to be, you know, better than 85 or not as good as 85. I'd probably prefer 85 just because I like that, that error of time, error in time, era in time. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. This one's, it's such a like weird zones. Like it's people, I think, I don't think anybody is really like, oh, I love vampires. It's like, oh, I love these eras. Like, I love the theming of the fact that they're vampires is just such a non-factor. I you know, love they could the be... fact. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, you know I, I maybe love I'm vampires. <laughs> I know. I know. But like, would it really, would any of these zones be different if it was like Mummy 69, 100%. Mummy 85, and it was like mummies or as zombies. that era? Or zombies, right, I right. wouldn't. I wouldn't like it as much. But that's because I've always been a fan of Dracula. I like vampires. But if it was something else, if it was Zombie sixty nine or Zombie eight, like eighty five, something like that, not a huge fan no. of that. I would like the eras, but not that type of character in it. I feel like. I think. I think if if they go the route of taking like popular songs from the sixties and rather than just like having a bunch of vampires exist while covers of 60s songs are being played if it was like hey we're gonna take the songs and then kind of re-theme them and, and parody them a little bit and make it more like vampire-esque you know what i'm saying so like yeah i mean i don't have any examples but like if you were to sing like a beatles song but rather than sing about what they're actually singing sing about vampires in some way that would be well, yeah better it would tie it in a little bit more tie the tie the theme together a little bit better but i again i, I again i don't have anything to compare it to so i i don't want to say that i'm going to go into this and go ah oh, man i wish they did this or did that i think i'm going to enjoy it no matter what but we'll see what happens yeah that's in that i think they'll do like a blend probably i think they'll get they'll license as many popular songs as they can and then kind of make do with whatever other ones that you can do um, so yeah, those are our scare zones. Um, yeah, I don't have any other thoughts really on, on the scare zones themselves. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I feel like I'm very curious this year. I feel like we're at that point where it's like, all right, we got the names, we got the theme. Now it's just at the point where I got to wait till opening night and see what they exactly are. Which is um, exciting though, too, going into Whipline. Cause I feel like we kind of usually have a gist of what it's going to be. Yeah. We can usually pick up a decent little theme and, mm-hmm kind of go from there there was one thing i wanted to mention though that i really hope for vamp i hope they do it if not it's going to be a big missed opportunity but if they're doing the whole woodstock like festival theme which i think might be the merch booth tents and stuff they should use one of them for like a hydration station like they do at festivals and have it Mm. with blood bags and vampires selling the blood bags that would be really cool (laughs) yeah it's there's a lot of things they could do i feel like there's yeah there's a lot of different things i could come out of this well i'm, su- I'm surprised they haven't announced like a blood bag drink like a adult they used to they like need a, to bring like them adult. back that's why i'm saying i hope they bring it as like a little like ode to it too it would be really cool yeah mm-hmm. all right so let's get into our call-ins we had a couple call-ins this week so oh. again if you do want to call in the phone number is 689-244-0956 and let's get into this let's see if i'm a little bit better at how to hit the play button on these things this time. Probably not, but we're, we're going to work our okay. way. Through. We're still pretty low res. So
Nope, I'm still pretty bad at figuring <laughs> out how to get these things to my speaker. All right, here's here's here we go. Here we go. You know what? Give me a second. <laughs> they make this like this. app so incredibly hard to switch from speaker to yeah. phone to play. And, like every time I go to switch to one, it goes to the other. I'm gonna switch off my Bluetooth because that's what's missing <sighs> with a lot of it. The anticipation is killing me. Hello, Matt from Cleveland. I heard that part. Yeah. Cleveland. There you go. Uh, love the podcast. Phenomenal. My question is. Um, I've been going since 2010, and when you compare it to today's standards, it's expanded. So realistically, 10 years from now, where do you see the event? That's a great uh, question. It's a good question. One park or staying where it's at? More houses? What do you think? And also three thumbs down for dueling dragons. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I told you you'd enjoy this one, Seamus. <laughs> yes. yes. There are people. See, my people, my people are out there. I'm not the only one. <laughs> Let my people go. <laughs> <laughs> so great question. So let's kind of view it. It's as, a wonderful so, question. It's a very hard question to answer, you. too. But I guess we, we have kind of like our next anniversary of HHN, well, not next anniversary, but HHN 40. Like, what yeah, do we, we think it's going to look like? So we've talked about some of this stuff in the past, I think. Um, we're at, what, 32? Mm-hmm. So 40 would be eight years from now, which means I will be 43. That's disgusting. But, yeah, so I think... And it'll be $3,000 for think I don't think they're going to expand that considerably in the next decade. Um, I know people, you know, they obviously want more houses and I think they might grow a little bit, but the question come becomes how much space do they, how much space do they have to expand? Um, and do they have to open up the second park? Now I wouldn't be surprised come 2025 when the new park opens, they say, all right, well now that the new park is open, we can shut down, both of the original parks early for Horror Nights and maybe do, you know, half and half, do half the houses in one side and half the houses in the other and expand by three or four houses. Oh, it has to be even. So maybe say just, we'll just easy, even number, say they expand by four houses, giving us what, 14, seven and seven. I could see that happening. Um, but we've had this discussion before. Where it's like, you know, they do that, but then they have to hire more people. They have to, try to get they have to make sure they have enough coverage to cover all of those houses and judging by last year was it last year the year before i know that with covid it's hard but it was harder to find staff but i felt like last year there were times in the houses where you you could tell that it was a low staff night um and it felt that way and that was just with the traditional 10 houses so i worry that even five to eight years down the line you know when we're kind of you know you know, hiring numbers should be fine. This, that, and the other thing. But do they? Do they? Do they have the ability to staff an event that's grown considerably? You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how different you feel about that. I, I definitely see an expansion coming, but I don't know if it just stays in one park or they eventually open up both both of the uh, um, or your Universal and Islands 
for the event, which if they do that, then you have to like consider people walking to and from each park. Do they have to have, you know, you can do the same thing where you, you leave the park, take it into the next one, or do they connect the two somehow? So you don't actually have to leave um, out a gate and go back through the gates. You know what if I'm saying? If I'm not mistaken, when they had done it before, when I was younger in the other parts, usually where you go in from IOA in the uh, Dr. Seuss area, there's a cut through like where they have the Grinchmas show in the back. And I think that's how it connected through. So you wouldn't actually have to go out of the park and back into it. That would be better. If they could do something like that, I, I could, you know. I would love sense. to see them do it at both parks again, like a little like anniversary or something. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I don't. Don't know how realistic it would not, be, unfortunately. It's definitely not. Yeah, it's definitely not leaving studios. Um, may, like maybe they add that. I feel like they're just going to. I think in 10 years, we'll have 12 houses. I was just going to say, I could see them at least adding two more houses. I think that they'll just be using more of the studios. And that's kind of, I mean, they have the sound stages. It's just dependent upon what is filming there at the time. But if it gets to that level where they need it, I think they just block it off and say, hey, we're we're doing 12 houses. We're going to charge an extra 100 bucks for every pass at that point. You know, it's I think that's the expansion we get. Now, scare zones, I don't know if those will necessarily, necessarily go up because you're working with the same amount of space. I mean, maybe they do six and you have like that little zone where killer clowns was as a scare zone. Maybe. I, I don't know. If, like I don't know if the scare there. zones go up, but they definitely have the space to add in two more houses in that park. Mm-hmm. So in 10 years, we stay in the one park. They add two more houses. They definitely have the space to do it. I just again, I'll say it again. Like I don't I don't think they have. I don't think it's going to be as easy as it sounds to just say, hey, here's another, you know, so many houses like i think two is a big jump yeah um so definitely maybe 12 houses down the road but i feel like they've kind of hit a good sweet spot that's the only thing i feel i mean and granted out of everybody here listening and probably and everybody obviously on the podcast i am the i'm the hhn newbie still like i've been going quite a while now but like this is only gonna be my fifth event right Mm -hmm. i think so yeah 21 22 23 yeah this would be my fifth event um so you know i i'm relatively new to it still but i know i feel i just feel like it's a good sweet spot i feel like 10 is a good number it gives you just enough to get done in one night now you're asking people to like really put more effort into trying to do everything you know especially those that can't come for you know four or five nights in in a season they can only do like say a long weekend or something like that. It's harder to try to get through everything and try everything. Um, if you do that, but I do see that like, you know, beyond just the houses and scare zones, I think the food options are going to, ex- are going to continue expanding. We're going to have a lot more food options. Um, I would love to see them at some point down the road, try to do more live musical acts. Uh, I know that it's, you know, it's you're kind of hamstrung by the theme like horror is very it's it's big it's vast but it's also very small too so when you're talking like live musical acts it has to be very specific to to horror but i don't think it necessarily has to be either i think you could find you know bands that you know tend to play darker music heavier music metal music rock music hip-hop that sort of thing that i think you could find a way to maybe incorporate that that actual musical stage that they have and do some things that are more themed around the horror holiday. Yeah. But I don't know. That's kind of where I see it going. Again, it's a very good question. So thank you for it. But um, 
there's a lot of different ways that they could expand. And I think that it doesn't have to necessarily just be, you know, you know, adding houses. Yeah. All right. So let's jump into this next one. Again, it takes forever. Thank you, Goose. Uh, this is Thomas calling. Uh, I know you guys probably can hear my voice more really well. I was just walking home from work and I think my truck just happened to drive by and then I hearing overhearing myself again. I was like, oh, damn it, man. My voice fell, but yeah, my name is Thomas. Um, I just want to say to Seamus that, you know, I love your hot tapes that you do, that you, uh, say i know you i guess you say people don't don't really agree i i agree with you sometimes you know i agree 100 with the feeling driving <laughs> i i don't know the scare factor for that i hearing a fairy tale i don't know does not fit but we shall see um anyway hope to uh, run into you guys at the event this year. I've been trying to just miss you guys at Lucala this past couple of months ago. Literally just missed you guys. So hopefully to run into you guys at the park. Uh, anyways, uh, take care. See you guys in fall. Bye. All right. Thomas called back after we mostly got his name right. Too, right? Yep. Yeah. We couldn't. We, we were pretty sure it was Thomas and yes. confirmation. It was Thomas. It was Thomas. I All knew right. it. You may have to reiterate a little bit. What was he saying about the dueling the, the dueling dragons? Does he agree with me or no? He agrees with you. I think he doesn't know the scare fa- what the scare factor is going to be. Oh, okay. So maybe yeah. not maybe not as in agreement to me. <laughs> like obviously, our first caller um, was very much like, no, 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 no. And I think <laughs> we're on the same way, same wavelength. I think, I think, I, again, I've said before, I, I'm trying to be open minded with it. I'm open minded <laughs> with everything, so I'm going to give it a chance. But they like um, your hot takes. They do. Hey, you People know what? Like it, I, I got to bring the fire, man. That's that's kind of my role here. <laughs> and I'll bring the ice. I'll <laughs> be the I'll be the Blizzrock to your pyro. Finral. Fucking Merlin. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, if you see us at the event, we've had a lot of people talk about this leading up to it. Um, I don't know if we'll necessarily do meetups, maybe sometimes, but we're, we're generally pretty good about posting like, we are going to the park or we're at the park. So feel free to find probably, us. Feel free to say hi. Yeah. You know, we're always, maybe we could, ahead. um, you know, we could probably just put it out there before the whole thing starts. Mm-hmm. Thing, just everybody knows like we go generally oh. Sunday nights are our night. We're there Sunday nights, pretty much every Sunday night. So if you want to come see us, Sunday's a great time to see all three of us. Um, generally during the week when it's 10 tends to be quote unquote slower. Um, you know, obviously you don't do Saturdays, but you know, some Fridays for me, I know that you guys generally go more Fridays than I do, but the benefit of living closer to the park than I do. Um, yeah, it really comes down to work schedules. Yeah. You know, if I'm yeah. working Thursday so, at eight 30, I might not be going out too late on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Right. But we could, we, we could, we could maybe do one or two nights where we actually put it out there and say, Hey, you know, fear you're going to do a meetup pop up, whatever this night, you know, come find us, say hi. Yeah. And we drink. usually got a little swag on us. Jamie's going to be in charge this year of P 
piecing together little gift bags and goodie also bags. And yes. doesn't want to do it. So, <laughs> yep, nope, don't want to do it. So she'll be <laughs> hiding them around and posting them. So I mean, I'll, I'm sure I'll carry you know whatever stickers and pins on me, but she will have the goodie bags. That is her. Yeah, I definitely have. I have one listener who's requested stickers, so we need to make sure we get some stickers with us. And uh, just so you guys know too. They will be hidden around the park, and you can follow it on the Instagram stories and Twitter. I'll post it on there. But be careful if you guys are hiding stuff around the park, too. You can only put it in certain areas. You can't put them in ride queues. can't put them inside the scare zones yeah, and stuff like that, all that kind of good stuff. It. There's a universally crafted group. I know some people on Twitter are actually familiar with it, too, that do a lot of like hiding and rehiding and stuff like that, and all the rules are on there if you guys want to read it, too. But I love doing little fun stuff like this. I go to the park sometimes just to look for little treasures. It's fun. <laughs> all right so let's get to our last caller now let me sure oh we had three I I we had see we had three this time my name's kevin. i'd like you guys to know hey guys my name's kevin i'd like you guys to know that you're awesome i listen to you guys in the car my workplace basically everywhere Aww. and i love you guys keep doing what you're doing wishing you the best of luck and bring on the fear and beer Good way to end it. Wow, right people there. are so Bring on nice. the fear and beer. Thanks. Um, hell yeah. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, kind of along the same lines of what we just talked about. If you find us at the park, come say hi. We'll have swag on us. We'll have some some stickers. I got to order some more stuff, but we got a lot of stickers and pins and buttons and like magnets from like two years ago that I still still kicking around. But remember last year I had like a shirt on me in my backpack and I was like some dude in line was like, hey, Nick. Or fear and beer. I was like, oh fuck. If Here, you want to t-shirt? To it, that guy was so nice. <laughs> Whoever yeah. you were, he was really nice. I was like, oh my god, Nick, you're famous. You got recognized. That was before I was on with you guys. <laughs> yeah, and well, I was like, hey, I'm jealous. I've never been recognized. Not yet. Yeah, yeah, I haven't been recognized yet. But, but like, no, seriously. Size? I mean, it feels awesome to have people come up to us and be like, hey, no, people to are so nice. Yes, I That's think really it's great. cool. So, um, I know we're not, you know, we're obviously not celebrities, but it, you know, no, it gives us that, I'm just like, joking. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, no, but what I'm trying to get at it's is fun. like, it, it, it feels good to like have that small moment of, Hey, you know, I don't <laughs> so know you, but I like. listen to your voice on the radio, <laughs> right. on, on my computer. Um, it still blows my mind that I have people in other countries that have heard my voice. So that it's just pretty crazy. So mm-hmm. yeah, if you, if you happen to be at the event, um, definitely come come say hi. We'd love to know where you're from. Are you from the area? Are you local? Are you not local? Are you coming in from out of town? Um, It's really cool. I think it's really cool because it is cool. Greatest thing about podcasting is you, you, you know, we may be talking about an event that we all love and we put a lot of work and effort into it. But at the same time, we're just like you guys, like you really are just, just, you know, we're we're just crazy enough to talk about it into a microphone once a week. Um, and go all the time because we live so close to it. But uh, yeah, no. So definitely come say hi. If you see us, come say hi. If you got a t-shirt, wear it. Because um, if we see you wearing our t-shirt, that that also we're going to be like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so no, definitely. And thank you. For, yeah. Thank you for calling in. Um, you know, it's cool. to have, I, It's cool. to It's cool to have fans that care that much about it. I didn't I, think I, anyone was going to call when we started. I, this. I didn't either. I, like, I, really, no I thought that was going to be I thought you were just going to get a whole bunch of random like. Right. Or like people threatening my life. But, you know, hey, it's nice actually actually having people support us. And, and it's it's just it's cool. It's just it really is cool. Because I never I'm not going to lie to you. Like when we first started doing this, I was like, this is going to be like a fun little you know, well, yeah, a little you know, diversion or, 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 
you know, something to look past you know, the, the lockdown and all that shit. So it was nice to like actually like have it grow and see it grow and have people um, really like dig it. And not only that, like to meet the people that we've met so far and become friends with a lot of the other creators in the, in the, in the space and creators in the community. Um, we've made some really good friends just through that. And that's really cool too. And not only that, to see us inspiring new content creators and having new people mm-hmm. kind of start their own thing and tell us that, Hey, you guys have been a big inspiration for us to want to do it. So I think that's really cool too. So definitely um, we'll definitely do some sort of meetup with, 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 with you guys. We'll let you know ahead of time, you know, what nights we're going to be there, but definitely come find us for sure. Oh yeah. All right. Well, if you guys want to call in and then leave us a little message is six, eight, nine, two, four, four, zero, nine, five, six. We will listen to all of them that are playable. <laughs> and thankfully we haven't got any non-playable ones yet, but we will listen. We will comment and we'll talk to you uh, before we get out. Let's talk about the horror movie of the week. Did you guys watch anything? Cause I watched something. Uh, interesting. I, did. I tried to watch Chucky. I really did. I gave it two episodes and I gave up. Oh, you got to so keep, you gotta keep going. I, I know it's I, a slow start. It's a slow start. I can't get past the, I can't get past the, 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 children characters in it i don't know what it is about it it's just i don't know it's weird uh maybe i'll maybe i'll just force myself to to get through it but i don't know i tried i tried, I tried so hard <laughs> you tried at least that's Ugh. all that matters uh jamie what'd you watch so i watched the remake of the film suspiria with uh oh, yeah have you seen it movie. i've seen both of them love that movie. It. big fan Big, big fan. <laughs> I knew you would like it. I was going to say the new one with Mia Goth, and it was really, really good. I had previously tried to watch the original, and I was doing something around the house that I didn't really pay attention, but I was watching it uh, with my roommate the other night or the other day, and I was like, man, I really like this. It was super weird, super creepy. I liked yeah. it a lot. And what's cool about that one is that, like, most horror remakes, mm-hmm. like, they're either one of two things they're either terrible or they mimicked the original enough to be passable yeah that one is actually to the point where like the, the remake is good for you know being the remake but at mm-hmm. the same time it's also different enough to be almost a different movie mm-hmm. so it's very it's very like it's like a pseudo remake like it's a pseudo remake pseudo sequel to the first one um and it lives up to that argento um that italian horror like that the, the, the original is so very specific themed uh, theming wise uh and setting it seemed like it from what i'd watched and it's from just it. so, it's well the thing the thing i love about argento films is just they're so colorful and this one was like we're gonna we're gonna kind of do our own thing but at the same time do enough like uh, show enough inspiration and call back to the original that i think people that were fans of that one are gonna like this one as much yeah just as much i'm trying to think of like it's almost like the evil dead remake where it wasn't really a remake but it is but it's like different enough that like people dug both of them really yeah. well. So I agree with you. Great movie. <laughs> yeah. So I went to the movie theaters and I saw the Meg Two, the <laughs> trench. <laughs> I was and getting excited. I was like, "Oh, you're gonna go see like a decent movie." <laughs> boy, oh boy, there were Megs. <laughs> there is. There's more. Whew, it was. Ooh, spoiler alert, there's a couple of them. <laughs> yeah, this movie was 
Not amazing. This was, <laughs> yeah, this was not amazing. It's mainstream Sharknado. Uh, it's it's uh, Jason Statham just punching and fighting and killing <laughs> Megalodons. Look, man, we get it. You like Jaws, but you just got to yeah. stop trying. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so fun. It's not a good movie at all. Uh, the first one is definitely a lot better. This one, just know what you are, man. Stay in your lane. You're you're a movie about a giant shark. Don't try and it make feels it like, anything more. It feels like that movie would have been like would have been like a good theater going experience. Yeah, I saw it in three D too. Oh, even better. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, even better. It's like the shark was coming right for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what I saw. I mean, it's just a fun, stupid blockbuster. It's 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 whatever. I, I will not say that it's a good movie, but I had a good time. Um, all right. So before we wrap up real quick, we are running our contest. It is there active. You have about a week left to enter. Um, if you are unaware, go to our Instagram, go to our Twitter. We are giving away a three house unmasking the horror tour. All you have to do on Instagram or Twitter, hey, you have to go, you have to follow us. You have to share the post and you have to tag three friends in the comments. We are going to draw the winner and we are going to announce it on the first episode of our kickoff of our one week until yeah. hhn pothon so that yeah, is coming only, the only caveat is you got to hang out with us three dorks yeah we'll be you're prepared for that forced, one you're forced to go on the tour with us yes we know it's put up with us <laughs> it's very fun we've gotten a lot of good reception from it but i want to make sure that yeah, everyone listening excited. this is your chance to get a little extra hhn for free this one's on us this is just such a great event it is it's a fun tour too like it's so no tour. joke so much fun it's to, one of my like, favorite really, things that we started yeah doing. to really dig into like the event if you if you if you're an hhn fan hhn fan excuse me um but you've always like kind of been hesitant to do the tours because you felt like it would ruin the like, ruin the magic for you it doesn't it's it's such an incredible experience and all the tour guides are wonderful yeah and they the are the ones we've had know their stuff and will like you don't think that they'll be able to answer some of your like you know big questions that you've had held up dig deep down you're like they're not gonna know the answer to this they know they know their stuff so um phenomenal phenomenal tour and it's totally worth it so if you don't even so if you don't win um we would definitely still highly suggest investing in, in doing at least a three house if not the six house yeah, so go to our Instagram, go to our Twitter, enter in, make sure that you do not miss out because this is a very, very fun thing that we are doing. We're very excited about it. And we are closing in. We are, we are getting down to it soon that we have the to nitty-gritty. start gritty booking and planning our time for our one week until HHN Potathon. Oh, if you God. are aware, we did this Remind last me. year. We did this last year. It was very, very successful, I'd say. Starting on... August 25th, we are going to put an episode out every single day until the event starts. So that's eight days in a row. Because we don't value our health. Seven days in a row, eight episodes. So we will have these all out ready for you. So that way, that last week, that home stretch, we got you. I can feel my blood pressure going up. We got you covered. We got you. All right. Well, until next time, this is Nick. This is Seamus. This is Jamie. Happy haunts. And again, I would just like to 
thank Vampire Stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music. So if you would, just go check him out, Spotify, Facebook. Again, that is Vampire Stepdad.